connected. Let's see if I'm connected. It says here that I'm connected. And we're going to get started a little early today as far as the live show goes. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's Sunday morning, 10 a.m., 10, 11 a.m. And uh, we are early because of uh, exigent circumstances. So I'm going to go ahead and record this now and uh, stream it live. So welcome all you out there that are live on Podbean. And uh, we are going to go ahead and do this. Let's see here. Bloodandfaith.com. There we go. There we go. And I'll also hit the click button on recording. I'll record this. So that's the way it is. Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com Sunday morning, 22 October, 2023. It's hunting season out there. My brother's out there uh, chasing the wildly deer up in the state of Washington. I am not going out this year because of other things that are going on. I want to talk about war. I want to talk about Jeremiah. I want to talk about true prophets. I want to talk about false prophets. And I want to talk about the people of Israel. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Jeremiah was a prophet. He's my favorite prophet. I don't know why. Of all the prophets I could choose to like, I don't know why I like Jeremiah. He suffered more than anybody else. They tried to kill him multiple times. As far as I know, he lived to the end of his life. But he had a tough thing going on. He was going up against the established church. He's going up against the establishment. There apparently were many prophets, many prophets. They declared themselves to be prophets. They were acknowledged by others as prophets. They prophesied this, and they prophesied that, and they prophesied that God would destroy the evil enemy of Israel, the Babylonians, and he would set the people free. It's a very popular message. Jeremiah comes around, and he said, no, no, you're wrong. God has given the land of Israel into the heart and hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and the other prophets, the prophets of God, the true prophets of God. Said, Jeremiah, you're nothing but a Russian agent. You're a Russian stooge. You're a tool of the Russians. Oh, excuse me, a tool of the Babylonians. You're a tool of the Babylonians, uh, Jeremiah. You're a false prophet. God has not spoken to you. Jeremiah turns around and he says, no, no, no. I am a true prophet of God. God has spoken to me. You're the liar. You're the false prophet. One of them, he says, you're going to die this year. Now, this is normal. Okay, there's a reason this is in here. This also is repeated uh, 2,000 years ago at the time of Christ. You had all the religious leaders, all the established leaders, all the people that, that were acknowledged as being the leaders of the faith. There comes Jesus. He says, hey, y'all are liars and you're children of the devil. And they were greatly offended, and they called Jesus Christ a man who was possessed of Beelzebul himself. I would remind you that this, this is a long tradition. Jeremiah comes along, oh, I don't know, 586 B.C., roughly. That's when Jerusalem finally fell yet again. And he tells all these religious leaders, all these prophets of God, 
He says, you're full of malarkey. God has not spoken to you. You're liars. God is going to give this land into Nebuchadnezzar, the hands of the Babylonians. And he told the king, you need to surrender now and go off to Babylon. Otherwise, you're going to get killed and your kids are going to get killed. And so what all the, all the prophets do? They say, oh, you are, you're a Russian agent. Oh, excuse me. You're a Babylonian agent. You're an agent of Babylon. You're, you're speaking for the devil. And they said, we have to kill Jeremiah because he's undermining the faith and the confidence in God that we're supposed to have. Jeremiah says, no, 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 no. I'm the, I, you know, look, I hope you guys are right. That's why I appreciate Jeremiah. Man, I hope you guys are right. I really hope you're right. But from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, you guys are 180 degrees off. And God's going to come and He's going to destroy. He's going to take Babylon. is going to take Jerusalem and destroy this place and burn it with fire. And you're all going to go into captivity. And they said, oh, Jeremiah, you can't do it. You're undermining the will and faith in this people. It's like today, people say this and that and the other thing. Oh, you're a Russian agent. You're a Russian disinformation agent. Jeremiah fought that battle. Jesus Christ fought that battle. Paul fought that battle. Jeremiah said, hey, a war is coming. A war is coming, and you're going to be destroyed. Now, that's not a popular message. And back then in Jeremiah's time, there was something called uh, normalcy bias. Oh, no. Oh, no. Things will continue on as they've always continued on. Things will stay the same as they've always stayed the same. Yes, there's wars. There's rumors of wars. But we can't worry about this because God is on our side. God will save us. God will defend us. God loves us. God loves the city. God this. God this. And all the prophets say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Jeremiah says, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. This place is going to be destroyed. Now, you've heard me talk many times about war. And I come from it from the point of view simply as a historian. I've written several articles, posted them at bloodandfaith.com. The Western powers have invaded Russia four times since the 1850s. Four times. You got the Crimean War. Crimea, which so many people think belongs to the Ukrainians, Crimea was taken over by the Russians from the Muslims. It was a Muslim slave base. Crimea was a Muslim slave base. They went into Russia and what is now the Ukraine, and they enslaved white and Christian people. Got the, you know what's off the little boys, shipped them off to the Middle East, made slaves out of the women as well. Evil people. White, they took the white Christians and, and enslaved them in the Middle East. And finally, one of the czars, she said that enough of that stuff, and she went in there and she she conquered Crimea and kicked the, kicked the Muslims out and, and, and settled the people with Russians, with white Russian Christians. Uh, about the year we adopted our Constitution, about 1787, 1787, I think, somewhere in there. I think that's the year that the, the, the Russian czar, I think it was a female, Catherine the Great, kicked out the Muslims out of Crimea. 
and we got these knuckleheads running around pretending like history never existed. You have the Crimean War. You have the you have the the Turks and the English fighting against Russia to take Crimea back. That's in the mid eighteen hundreds. So again, they're invading. They're invading the West, England, invading Russia. You got the Napoleonic Wars. Napoleon, he invades east. He invades east. There's another invasion. Napoleon and all the Allied forces from the West invade Russia, invade Russia, invade Russia. I'm sorry, I don't have my dates all right. I, I did write this down here. It's at bloodfaith.com. If you'd search the archives, search Russia, search war with Russia. It's all in there. You got the First World War. United States, we had 13,000 U.S. soldiers on the grounds in Russia fighting during their civil war. We had 7,000 in Archangel up north, and we had another 6,000 out in Vladivostok. We intervened in the Russian Civil War. The United States sent forces onto Russian territory in the early 1900s during World War I. So did the English, so did many other peoples. World War II. You have the Germans, I won't call them Nazis, the Germans invaded Russia. The Germans invaded Russia. So there's another existential threat against the Russians from the West. FDR sides with Stalin, and they have a pact, and they defeat the Germans. And then you have the Cold War. And then the Cold War ends, Russia basically, the Soviet Union collapses. Russia does not collapse because Russia's an eternal spiritual entity. It'll be around. And NATO expands east. Go look at the, uh, the, the, uh, the maps. 1990 up to the present, NATO expands east. Even just in the last two years, now we're adding Sweden and Finland. All these countries expanding east towards Russia. Oh, we want Ukraine into Russia. This is an existential threat towards Russia. Four or five times. In less than 200 years, the West has become an existential threat to Russia. So when the Russians come out and say, hey, listen, guys, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. You're not moving east. Ukraine will never be a part of NATO. We will go to war rather than submit to this. And in the West, again, I've associated with the beasts of, of Daniel chapter 7. These are voracious, mindless beasts that are jealous for their power. The United States is at the top of the heap. There's only one way, and it's our way. Democracy. And the democracy is a lie. I've written about that. We don't, have, we don't govern under a system where the people have a say. We don't. That's all a lie. This belief in democracy is simply a lie. We don't have uh, this, the will of the people. We don't have we, the people, that rule over the United States of America, or in Europe either. Nobody asked for these invasions of Africans and Muslims into Europe. 
Nobody asked for the invasions from every part of the world into the United States. This has nothing to do with the people. We don't have a democratic system in the classical term of what democracy means, which is ruled by the people. We don't have that. They're liars. They're liars. They're like they're liars like their father is a liar. And they've got you convinced that if you are, are against them, you're you're Russians. You're you're Russian <laughs> dupes. <laughs> Nothing changes, man. Nothing changes. But they're the liars. So as a matter of history, I could look out there and I said, look, we're, we A, we're already at war with Russia. B, Russia's made it clear they're not going to submit. C, the United States and the West have said, well, we're not going to give up on crushing Russia. D, where does that lead to? Ergo, therefore, what do we have? We have another world war right now. Has it gone nuclear? Not yet. Is it likely to? I think it is. But we have this confirmation bias, not confirmation bias, but this normalcy bias. Well, it can't be that way. It never has been. It never will be. And then you've got the church out there. They've got the, the, the Christians convinced that they're going to get raptured out of this mess. And I'm flat out telling you, you're not going to get raptured out of this mess. I'm flat out telling you, you're going to live or die through this stuff. We are in, we are, we're not getting into dangerous times. We're in dangerous times. We're in dangerous times now. The United States has become a totalitarian government where they jail political dissidents. My entire life, I've studied the Russians and, and the evils of, of the Soviet and, and the communist regimes. And now we're doing the same thing at home. The United States government is doing the same thing at home. It's identifying a political dissidents and throwing them in jail. Destroying them economically, physically, mentally, and now jailing them. Now they're trying to put the leader of the political opposition in jail for seven centuries because they cannot win at the election booth. They cannot win there. So they're out there calling people Russian agents, spreaders of misinformation. Jeremiah was called a spreader of misinformation. Jesus Christ was called a spreader of misinformation. The, 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 the apostles were called spreaders of misinformation. Speak no more in this man's name. Speak no more in this man's name. It's the one name given among men under heaven by which we must be saved. And the Jews will not have that. The Jews will not have that. The Jews will not allow the name of Jesus Christ to be proclaimed in the message of salvation. They won't allow it. They've, they've, they've fought for 2,000 years. They fought for over 2,000 years. The Jews emerge in Babylon under the Babylonian captivity. These are false Jews of Satan's synagogue. Judaism is anti-Christ. They rejected the God of Moses. They rejected rejected the God of Abraham. They rejected the God of Isaac. They rejected the God of Jacob, who was renamed Israel. That's the whole story of the prophets. That's the whole story of the prophets. This people rejected the God of the patriarchs. Jeremiah says, you're going to be destroyed. You're going into captivity in Babylon. Oh, you're a false prophet, Jeremiah. No, he was telling them the truth. <laughs> 
God Almighty says, I'm going to make a new covenant, a new covenant. But there's a covenant I won't break. I will never break my covenant with David, where I've sworn to put one of his heirs, one of his descendants upon the throne. That descendant is Jesus Christ. His people, Israel, are those of us in Jesus Christ, the son of David. And I'll get, I, I, I don't, I, I'm spreading thin here. I'm getting on too many things. One of these days, I'll have to talk more about who the true descendants of Israel are, the true descendants of, of Jacob. But it's not these people running around today calling themselves Jews. That is clear. That's clear from the Holy Scriptures. I covered that substantially yesterday. The people running around today are not the genealogical, biological descendants of Jacob, renamed Israel. They're not. Their own literature says they're not. Their own literature acknowledges that they're not the biological descendants of that man, Jacob. The Bible says the same thing. Talked about that yesterday, John 6, 7, 8. These people go up to Jesus. They're Jews go up to Jesus and says, we're Abraham's offspring. Jesus says, yeah, I know. I got that. And they say, we've never been slaves. Jesus says, yeah, okay, I got that. Let me tell you something. All the offspring of Israel were slaves. They were all slaves. These people there in John chapter 8 said, we've, our ancestors have never been in slavery. Yet all the offspring of Israel were slaves in the land of Egypt. All of them. The Jews that, that, that confront Jesus Christ in John chapter 8 said, we have never, our, we have never been in slavery, ever. Therefore, those were not the biological descendants of Jacob, renamed Israel. The Bible teaches us that. And you can go to Jewish literature, and it confirms that. You go back in the book of Esther, and you see in the book of Esther, first of all, this is a people that never prayed to God, never acknowledged the prophets, never acknowledged the, the patriarchs. They set up a new religion. They set up a new God. They set up a new holiday that had nothing to do with the, 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 the feasts set up by Moses. They set up a new feast called Purim to the God of chance. The God of chance and forum, uh, fortune called Purim. I'm telling you, those people in the book of Esther that called themselves Jews did not worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They did not. They set up a new God. They set up new holidays to chance. They throve, and they still thrive in multicultural empires. And when they take power, they immediately begin murdering those whom they so choose. We saw that in Russia when it was the Jewish communists that took over Russia. And they set up the gulags and began murdering, murdering, murdering Christians. We see that with China under Mao. It was Jewish advisors to Mao that helped that communist government take over. And they began murdering 30 million, 20 million, 60 million dead under Mao. Jesus Christ, John, uh, Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, says, listen, these, these people aren't Jews. They're, they're liars. They're liars. They're of Satan's very own synagogue. 
John 8, 44, he says, you're the devil's children. And the church runs around groveling and worshiping before them. Google it up, Google it up, Google it up, converse to Judaism. Wikipedia has a whole article on it. Starts listing the different nations as well as people that converted to Judaism, starting way back before the time of Christ. Way back before the time of Christ. Foreign peoples who are not descendants of Israel converted to the Antichrist religion called Judaism. The synagogue of Satan. And shame on these Christians out there going on and on about Judeo-Christian. And I've done it. I'm guilty. I'm not any better than anybody else. I've always said that. But when you wake up and you see it, you can't unsee it. Judaism is Antichrist. And you still to this day have people attaching themselves to the Jews. Ivanka Trump. All of Biden's children married Jews. And you look at who, see who's in charge of the United States, the Attorney General, the Secretary of State, the head of the CIA, the head of Homeland Security, who's opened up the borders to a people utterly foreign to our European and Christian nature. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. And they will lie and lie and lie to you. Now, I have hope for the white Christian race in Europe and in North America and in Australia and New Zealand. I have great hope for them. But we've got to go through a thing or two. We've believed the lie that we can all get along and that we're all one. Never in the history of the Holy Scriptures have we all been one, ever. And the only time that happens is when mankind is in rebellion against God. The Tower of Babel. From the first few chapters of Genesis, there's been strife and division. Eve leaves the side of Adam and she cavorts with Satan. Cain murders Abel. There's a great flood. The Almighty God wipes out 99% of humanity. Starts over with Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Genesis 3, verse 15. God says, I'm going to put enmity, a deep-seated hatred between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. The modern Jews are the seed of the serpent. The modern Jews are the seed of the serpent. It goes all the way back to Genesis 3, 15. Who are the seed, who's the seed of the woman? Those of us in Jesus Christ. War. Uh, it is not possible to serve Jesus Christ civilizationally by just saying, oh, we're going to have a little religion between our ears. And between our ears, we're going to think about God in the day, and then once, once a week on Sunday morning, we're going to come and we're going to clap and we're going to sing and hear a little safe uh, sermon uh, out of uh, you know the safe parts of the Bible, the, the parts of the Bible that don't offend the Jews. No, no, no. That's already a surrender to the Antichrist. That's already a surrender. The Antichrist says, you can preach the gospel all you want. Just don't say anything that offends us. Don't say anything that's racist or homophobic or anti-Semitic. They'll even give in on the homophobic thing a little bit. All right, you can preach about it, but just don't do anything about it, because we're going to teach your kids to be homosexuals in grade school. And the church folds. The church utterly folds. Oh, okay. Oh, we live in a free country. We can have our happy dance at church on Sunday mornings. 
But don't you dare go out there and call modern-day Jews the synagogue of Satan. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare call for Christian nation-states. You're, you're modern-day terrorists. You're, you're, you're domestic violent extremists, and we're going to throw you in jail. I'm telling you, the church has surrendered. church says it's easier to get along and go along than just to stand up and say we're going to build Christian nations. The example in the Bible is Christian nations. That's what the ancient nation of Israel was to be, a Christian nation. Jacob wrestled with Jesus Christ. Moses spoke with Jesus Christ. It wasn't some other God. It was Jesus Christ. The first commandment points to Jesus Christ. Oh, you can't impose your morality against anybody else. Uh-huh. Right. Yet you can send your kids to grade school and you get the trainee story hour. You got to pull your head out of the dark place. They're imposing satanic values upon your children in these government schools. They're imposing them upon you at the workplace. You can't say that. You, you can't, and it's so in your face. Now you got to call a he, a she, and a she, a he. It's designed to degrade you. It's designed to degrade you and humiliate you. So you bend the knee in abject slavery to the Antichrist, which is here now and ruling. I know, I know. You've heard all your life the Antichrist is coming. I'm telling you the Antichrist is here now. The beast is here now. The beast is are these, these global empires demanding unlimited submission, jealous of power from other nations. Oh, the man of lawlessness is coming. The man of lawlessness has been here since the French Revolution. The man of lawlessness has been here since the, the, the heart of Christendom abandoned Jesus Christ. It decided we'd have an enlightenment where, where we're, we're atheists. And, oh, you want to do a little Christian thing? Do a little happy dance on a Sunday morning. But don't you dare think of imposing your values on the rest of society. While, meanwhile, they got tranny story hour at your public library. And you're called queerphobic if you don't go along with it. And if you object to the invasion of a white and Christian lands with, with, with Muslims and all these and pedophiles, oh, you're xenophobic. You're racist. And you go back to the scriptures and you realize that the, the first borders, the first borders came before sin. God established borders even before sin entered the world. He could put borders around Eden. He put man in Eden. Say, no, he made Eden and put man in it with the borders. Borders are godly. That's reemphasizing the book of Acts. He made from one many nations, and he established their times and their boundaries. Satan hates boundaries. God loves boundaries. God established boundaries, geographic boundaries, sexual boundaries, genetic boundaries. Moral boundaries. Satan hates all this, so he tries to make it all one. And to a great extent, the church has, has adopted the language of Satan. Oh, we can't be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, and don't advise for any spank. We can't be those things. Those are Satan's rules. And I've done that a few times here at bloodandfaith.com. I can go through, I can break every one of those rules and show you how in the scriptures that what Satan 
teaches is the breaking of boundaries that God has already set. There's a difference between a male and a female. Homosexuality is evil. God set up boundaries, geographic boundaries for different ethnic groups. Jesus Christ came only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And on and on and on. So I'm afraid the church is going to have to relearn these things. Christian Europe is going to have to relearn these things. Christian North America is going to have to relearn these things. You think your future is going to be any different than the whites in South Africa? I think not. We're going, to have, we're going to have to have something internal happen to us as a body, as a race, as an ethnos. A resurrection of Jesus Christ as monarch, as king, as lord. Not this weak will desire that all, we can all just get along. It's not possible. I'm going to check to see if I've got any messages here at Podbean. See if there's anything out there. Welcome to Saba. I can't quite read that. Don't have my glasses on. But I've been going now for about half an hour, and I think I'll wrap up. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.